This morning, we have um, two speakers. Uh, we're going to talk about nutrition and physical activity, and we have Margot Grover. Margot is from Wisconsin. She was on the rowing team at the University of Wisconsin. I always say she's the only person I ever knew who was on a rowing team. Um, came to Lipscomb to do her year of um, her master's year for dietetics, and then has gotten her master's at Lipscomb. Met the love of her life uh, in Nashville, and is getting married in May uh, to a young man named Wayne Newman. Um, and Bailey and I are, are very selfish, and. We love this young couple, and we want them to stay in Nashville. So um, their parents who live in Wisconsin and Arizona probably would like for them to get closer to the West than they are now. But anyway, hopefully they're going to be around for a long time, and I think y'all will enjoy hearing Margot talk about nutrition this morning. And then Nan is going to talk to us about physical activity. So, Margot, I'm going to let you start. You mean, uh, yeah. Oh, one more thing real quick. Our brunch is on uh, December the 7th. Some of you signed up last week, and but the ones who haven't, if y'all want to pass this around and so you can sign up for the brunch, so we would appreciate it. Here, I'll, I'll do that. Well, thank you guys for letting me come speak today. Uh, like Paulette said, I'm going to talk a little bit about nutrition. So I have a handout going around that I made for you guys. It's just on nutrition as we age. Um, a lot of the stuff on there is going to look super basic to you, but nutrition is one of those things that is pretty simple, but we make it kind of confusing, especially with media and things like that. Um, so mainly I'm just going to go through this today and then let you guys ask any questions that you have. Um, and feel free to interrupt me at any point. Um, but these basically follow the dietary guidelines for Americans. So as we age, things change just a little bit, um, but not too, too crazy. So the first one is fill, your, fill half of your plate with fruits and vegetables. So, of course, we want to get as many fruits and vegetables in as we can throughout our entire lifespan. Um, but as we get older, that becomes even more important. Um, as we get older, our calorie needs decrease a little bit, right? As we're moving a little bit less, you know, um, we're losing a little bit of muscle, so we're not as metabolically active as we were when we were younger. So we want to make sure that we're still getting all the nutrients that we need because those stay the same, the amount of nutrients that you need, which you get from your fruits and vegetables and things like that. Um, but you want your calories to be just a little bit less than maybe they were when you were younger. So having as many fruits and vegetables as you can um, in your diet helps with both lowering calories and increasing, fruit, or increasing nutrients. Um, you can do with fruits and vegetables. A lot of people think, you know, oh, I can only do fresh, and that's hard for me because I can't eat them all fast enough. You can do fresh, frozen, or canned. Any of those are fine. Um, with the canned ones, we usually tell people to rinse them off so you get some of the sodium off. Um, a lot of people are worried about sodium as they age, too, so... That's one way to help with that. So just rinse them out. Um, and fresh and frozen are awesome options. The second thing on here is make at least half of your grains whole. You might have heard that before with the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. So there's whole grains and then there's you know more refined grains like white bread and things like that. So as if you're able to, you know, pick more things that are whole wheat, whole grain, um, you know, cooking with brown rice instead of white rice, things like that. And that's for a couple different reasons. It's to help with fiber intake. Um, so that helps, of course, keep you regular um, and then help lower your risk of developing heart disease or type 2 diabetes. 
Um, so the more whole grains you can pick, the better. With the fiber, um, for adults over 50, it's recommended women consume 21 grams of fiber a day and men consume 30 grams of fiber a day. Um, so making sure that you're, you know, getting up there on your fiber intake, it's okay to go over that, you know, the more the better, um, but just don't do that too quickly. If you're used to doing white bread and then do a ton of uh, whole grains, you might have some issues, but... Um, so again, choosing 100% whole grain bread, cereals, crackers, pastas, brown rice, it'll say it on the package, but the more, you know, grainy it looks, probably the better. Um, with that, making at least half of your grains whole, when you're looking at your plate, you want about a quarter of your plate to be those grains. Um, so usually we, we like to demonstrate the my plate, which is half of the plate as fruits and vegetables, a quarter of the plate as your grains, and then the last quarter of your plate as your proteins. So that can kind of be a guide for you. Um, if that's something you're not familiar with, um, I would recommend looking up my plate online. Uh, it's on eatright.org. If you type in my plate, they'll come up with a picture of it. It's a really helpful guide just when you're eating, um, when you're eating out or making meals at home to kind of look at your plate and say, okay, am I getting my protein? Am I getting my grains? Am I getting my fruits and vegetables? You know, what proportions do I need to be eating these in? And that's really helpful for weight control and making sure that you're getting the nutrients that you need. The third one is choosing fat-free or low-fat dairy products. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going around about, you know, the keto diet and things like that, and fat can get really confusing, um, especially with dairy products because there's 2% and, you know, fat-free and you never know what to pick. Um, so with things like milk, yogurt, all the dairy products, um, picking fat-free or low-fat is going to be your best option. Unless, of course, you know, you have a super healthy heart, but you're trying to gain weight, that can be one way to add more calories in. You know, if, if your doctor says, hey, you're underweight, you're going to need to gain more calories, you can go to the higher end of those fats. But for most people, um, it's better to stay at the fat-free or low-fat. Um, dairy products are a great source of calcium and vitamin D, so I would recommend, you know, getting one to three servings of that a day if you're able to, um, if you don't have any lactose issues or anything like that. Um, that helps keep your bones healthy, and I'm sure these ladies are going to talk about that a little bit with exercise too. So those kind of paired together are super important. Um, so looking for the fat-free or low-fat um, dairy products. It also helps um, with heart health um, and weight control. So like I said, with the higher fat products, those are going to be more calorie dense. So if you're trying to lose weight, definitely picking on the lower end of those is going to be helpful. You're going to be getting less calories, but still, you know, the nutrients that you need. Um, and with the heart health, it's going to have less saturated fat in it if it's those lower, lower fat contents. So that's really helpful for your heart. The fourth one here is barrier protein choices. So protein requirements also change a little bit as we age. Um, we want to make sure as you're aging, you're getting adequate protein so that you're not losing muscle mass, right? Because as we age, you know, we're not moving quite the same as we did when we were younger. Our muscles kind of start, they can start to atrophy. So you want to make sure you're getting good protein at every meal and every snack um, because that helps with muscle growth, muscle maintenance, um, and helps you avoid, you know, sarcopenia or the, the loss of that muscle. Um, 
let's see, it also helps, protein helps everything. It helps, you know, maintain your hair, skin integrity, it helps support your immune system, it helps with wound healing, so if you, you know, have any chronic wounds um, that are having trouble healing, definitely get some protein in. Um, it also helps control blood glucose levels, so if you're someone that has diabetes, make sure you're getting protein at every meal and every snack. If you're worried about your blood sugar, that helps, because then you're not seeing those spikes in your blood sugar um, quite so much, you know, if you're having more of a full, well-rounded snack or meal. And it also just helps you feel full. So again, one of those things, if you're trying to control your calorie intake or anything like that, um, you know, getting that protein in will help you feel fuller so you're not kind of continuously snacking. Um, getting a variety of protein foods is really good because you're getting different kind of amino acids and different sources of protein. Um, you can do seafood, um, nuts, beans, peas, lean meats, poultry, and eggs. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are worried about eggs because of cholesterol. You don't have to be super worried about that. If your cholesterol is way out of control, you know, kind of limiting maybe to like three eggs a week would be okay. As long as you're not eating a significant amount of eggs in a day, you know, that's still a really great source of protein. Um, and I, you know, wouldn't say you need to cut it out of your diet by any means. Um, but let's see what else. With the, the lean meats, um, you know, making sure you're picking like chicken, turkey, and that sort of stuff, fish more often than picking red meats um, and processed meats, like, you know, from the deli or bacon, that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be lower in calories, and it's going to be more heart healthy, too. And then the last one I have here is decreasing your intake of sodium and empty calories from solid fats and sugar. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the sodium before with rinsing um, the canned vegetables. Um, but it's super helpful to, you know, look when you're at the store. If, you, if you're someone that relies on frozen meals, you know, look and compare what's the sodium content between these meals. Nothing wrong with, with frozen meals, definitely, if that's something that makes it easier for you to eat, you know, more regularly. Um, but making sure that you're picking the best one that you can. So which one's lower in sodium? Which one's lower in saturated fat? Um, and when you're cooking at home, same thing, you know, trying not to use a lot of salt from the salt shaker. Um, you can use, you know, Mrs. Dash or other herbs and spices that don't have as much sodium in them. Um, but that's helpful for anybody, and then it's especially helpful for somebody who has hypertension or any kind of heart concerns. Um, let's see. Also to avoid weight gain and, you know, develop, development of those chronic diseases that we talked about before, um, decreasing your intake of the saturated fats and um, sugar is super helpful for that. So again, reading those labels, trying to pick things that are lower fat, like the proteins we talked about and the dairy that we talked about, those will all help with weight control, heart health, all that kind of stuff. Um, so making sure that you're kind of starting to look at those labels and looking at that stuff. You don't need to be shooting for a specific number by any means, but it's something to just be aware of, you know, when you're looking at two different snacks. Oh, which one's kind of lower in these? That might be the better option to go for. Um, it's super important to limit your processed food intake. So we talked about the frozen meals a little bit. Um, but the more you can cook at home, you know, and not eating out, the lower sodium and fat intake you're going to have. Um, so just, you know, kind of balancing that out as much as you can um, throughout the week is helpful. And then with the fats, one other thing we haven't touched on is what kind of fats to cook with. Um, so cooking with oils instead of butter is one way to really reduce your saturated fat intake. So if you have any heart concerns, that's also um, 
a good rule of thumb. So canola oil, olive oil, all that kind of stuff versus butter as much as you can. Um, I put a little note at the bottom here. You know, of course, if you have any specific like um, disease, you know, that you're not quite sure about, most of this stuff should be okay for you, um, but there are a couple diseases that you need to watch specific nutrients, you know, not have too many of those and things like that. So if you have those concerns, definitely talk to your doctor or a registered dietitian um, just to make sure that it's, you know, right for you. But for someone who's pretty healthy and just kind of worried about general aging, all this stuff is really, really helpful. So does anybody have any questions on any of that? Yeah. Um, make sure to reach canned vegetables because that's some you will get rid of the salt. Mm -hmm. Yep, and you can get, even at Kroger, they have like no salt added canned vegetables now. Um, they cost the same, so if you can, it takes a second to look and see which one you're getting, but if you can get those, that helps too. Um, it's just what they preserve it in, so a lot of times, you know, you get a lot of extra sodium in those canned foods, um, but if you rinse them off, it helps take some of that out. Yeah? Uh, in terms of fiber, Mm -hmm. uh, taking something like that, you sort of benefit mm -hmm. is that very helpful to make sure you get enough fiber? Yeah, so that can definitely add to your fiber intake, especially if you're, you know, someone who has trouble with constipation or anything like that. Like, that's super helpful just to keep you regular. Um, you still do want to make sure that you're getting a lot of fiber through what you're eating, though, because those foods that have fiber in them are the ones that have a lot of good nutrients in them. So you don't necessarily want to replace it with that. But if that's something that helps you make sure you're getting what you need every day in case you have kind of an off day eating or something, yeah, that, that can be helpful. Our bodies need certain fats, though, mm -hmm. correct? I mean, mm -hmm. you just cut out completely. I'll tell you a case that my wife's heard me tell this. Our dad was in his 50s, and we cut off the fat off of a pork chop, and he'd eat it, and he'd live to be 91. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, inadequate, a moderate, you know. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you're getting fat in your diet, right? You don't want to cut necessarily anything out of your diet. I'm not going to stand up here and say you can never have, like, a candy bar again because that's just not realistic. So everything in moderation in your diet is fine. Um, you know, having butter in your diet is not a bad thing. Um, but the more you can cook with those oils and the more that you, you know, can do the lean meats over the red meats um, is helpful just to kind of make sure that your fat profile is more balanced and you're not fully, you know, loading up with saturated fats, because those are what's going to kind of clog your arteries and things like that, if that makes sense. Um, so not that you can't have red meat by any means. There are benefits to red meat, um, but just making sure that you're not doing that at every meal and missing out kind of on those lean meats. Yeah. No worries. No worries. I yeah, so I, I said earlier about like the my plate. Um, if you type in my plate on Google, it'll probably come up, but eatright.org is a good one. Um, that just kind of goes through that. And they do have a handout on um, older adults. This is kind of a mix of a couple different handouts out there that I found. Um, but they do have one on there. Um, in terms of like heart health or like if you are worried about diabetes or different things like that, there are other websites out there too, but like the American Heart Association is a good one and things like that. So those usually have a nutrition section on them and they have like little meal examples and stuff like that. Um, so that can be helpful too. Mm -hmm. If you're eating somewhat normally, is it 
isn't it pretty close to impossible to cut out enough fat to make a difference? In it, other words, if a person's trying to be eat fairly fat free, mm -hmm. but they're eating somewhat normally using one of these guidelines, they're still likely to get plenty of fat for what they need. Yeah, I mean, there's there's pretty much fat in most things. Um, I would be weary with trying to go, quote, fat-free, um, just because you don't want to cut anything out, right? Like, we want to have a nice, well-rounded diet. And if you're going fat-free, a lot of times when you get something that's fat-free, they add in more sugar. You know, if, if you're getting something that's sugar-free, there's probably some fat in it. Those are those things that kind of just we flip-flop to make things taste good. Um, so just kind of look at the labels on that one, but you don't you don't need to be fat free by any means. Um, with the fat free dairy, um, that's just kind of a lower portion of that saturated fat because that's the fat that is in the dairy, if that makes sense. Um, so you want to make sure that you're picking the lower fat ones of those so that you're not getting those extra calories from that because um, it's an animal fat. So that's just kind of the composition of it. Um, but getting fat in other ways is super healthy. So, you know, getting some fat from nuts and seeds and, and stuff like that and oils, that's all really good fat. Um, it's still higher in calories, so you don't want to, like, drink a cup of oil or something. But, like, you know, having a little bit there, here and there is good. Yeah. Uh, are there certain things that we tend to eat in our diets most every day that, uh, that are real culprits for really being fat, uh, being too much fat? Yeah, a lot of, mm -hmm. um, I would say butter is one for sure. Um, the higher fat um, dairy products like we talked about. Ice cream. Ice cream, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that one, that one totally comes down to portion control, you know, because like everybody in this room is like, I'm not getting rid of ice cream. No, you know. Which is fine, but just, you know, you don't even necessarily need to do the low-fat ice cream. You can, so that you can maybe have a little bit more. But again, watch the sugar in it, because they might add more sugar. But just having a small cup of ice cream, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah? Does, does, the, does the amount of exercise you, you do, can you have, some, have a longer rope? With exercise, and you do without exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, yes, you can. Your calorie intake is gonna change a little bit if you're exercising frequently, right? Like you're gonna need a little bit more than maybe somebody who's sedentary, but you still want to get the same nutrient profile. If that makes sense. So like. If you're eating ice cream and you're super active, it may not affect you the same way it's going to affect somebody else because you have those calories to spare, but you're still getting the saturated fat and the sugar from it, if that makes sense. So it can still, you know, cause in the long run heart problems or diabetes if you're eating it in extreme quantities, um, but you might be able to get away with it from a weight standpoint longer than somebody else. I'm not talking about eating a whole cake at once. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm about it twice, yeah. Twice, yeah. Twice. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're worried about, yeah, if you're worried about weight, you know, then that's one of those things, like, yeah, you might want to do that not every day. Um, if you're not super worried about your weight, 
you know, and you're not, you're not having any heart problems or diabetes problems or anything like that, I wouldn't be super concerned about it. You know, it's not realistic to be like, I can never have cake again. But, you know, making sure that you're still kind of watching that and making sure you're still getting the other things that you need and not replacing those calories with the cake. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. So almond milk is a great option, especially for people who, um, you know, have lactose intolerance or things like that. I think I put on here soy milk, too. There's a couple different options for people um, who don't do well with dairy. Almond milk has less protein in it than regular milk. So um, from that standpoint, a soy milk would be better if you're trying to, you know, get some protein from it. As long as you're getting, like, the... Um, Sugar, it's not sugar-free, but it's like unsweetened almond milk. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, you're just not going to be getting um, as much protein from it as regular milk. Usually it's fortified with vitamin D and calcium, but take a look at that. Try and get the one that's fortified, and then make sure you're getting another protein source. I'll probably pass it on to these guys unless anybody else has any other questions. Um, at the end, I'm just going to lay these out. I do have a couple of coupons. One of these is for Orgain protein. It's just like little protein drinks. I don't know if anybody drinks like Ensure or anything like that. Um, it's a plant-based one of those. Um, so it's just a little protein drink. If somebody's looking for a little extra protein, take as many as you want. And then these are for kind bars. They send me coupons in the mail, so I like to share. But I'll pass it on to these guys, and then at the end you can grab these if you want. Thank you so much. That's helpful. Um, so the other half of this is on physical activity. And I have, I work in rheumatology, which is arthritis and osteoporosis. So we do a lot of counseling and encouraging because uh, everybody knows they need to move. A lot of my patients say that exercise is like the worst thing ever. They, they hate it. They don't want to do it. And I just gather a lot of articles, and this is one from uh, 2011 that says, is anti-aging anti secret exercise? But the other side is more important. It says, as people age, frailty can set a downward spiral. So that's the thing. You have to, um, you want to be independent, and you want to be as strong as you can. Play with your grandchildren. Be able to get up off the floor. To um, people say that they can't squat, and I say, why? Why would you want to anyway? But it's it's good to be able to if you need to. So Nan is such an advocate of healthy living and physical activity that she is going to talk to us about that. I also brought some articles and some stretch bands. If anybody needs something to get started, you're welcome to it. Nan. Okay, I should get Doug up here, and we could demonstrate doing push-ups. <laughs> I can do that. You can? Good, good. Uh, but another wonderful way to get some uh, air in your lungs is a fun way playing the harmonica. You don't have to do much. Just get your harmonica. So I've... You all may not know, but Karen and I went to college together. We are the same class, and just thrilled to have her here. So I, I picked on her. I said, come up here and blow this a few times, Karen. Come on. This is the worst thing. I do work out five days a week, but this is the worst thing you could ask. Because I don't even blow out. I can't even blow out birthday candles anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. So anyway... 
I wanted to tell you this, that food is important. And most of us think that the main source of energy is our food. But the main source of our energy that we need to live is from fresh air and sunshine. We can live 40 days without food, but we can only live a few seconds without, a few minutes without exercise, without fresh air in our lungs. So it's very, very important to get fresh air and sunshine, and that brings about the vitamin D and stronger bones. And, uh, you know, if you're worried about the sunshine, you know, exercise, do it in the morning. But it's very important to get fresh air. Jesus was a walker. Some of the villages he walked to were 50 miles apart. So we have a good example of that. But here's my little friend here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this. I'm a germaphobe food too. Is this called? This is new. It's not been used. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing with this. I know, just blow. <laughs> See, you get you get a fresh. Keep doing okay. just a few more minutes. Just do up and down. You might play too. If somebody knows how to play a tune, yeah, that'd be nice. Raise if they want hand. a new one, okay, but just don't give them a Jeremy. No, no. Uh oh, <laughs> I've run out. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> see her breathe like this. Okay. Anybody can do this. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, is anybody here a harmonic player that can play a little tune? Oh, we've got That's work sterling. to do. <laughs> we've got work to do. So I gave my son, who, who is suffering from Parkinson's, a, a harmonica the other day. And I asked him yesterday, I said, are you playing your harmonica? And he said, yes, ma'am, I am. And, uh, but um, it is a very good exercise. Um, in, in line with what we're talking about today in the sermon on idols, I would just like to say that Jesus, and through the scriptures, said, bodily exercise profits little, but a good conscience is profitable for all things. And so we don't want to make exercise an idol. And I would just say, if you're out there exercising and you're not getting in the Word and spending lots of time in prayer, then beware, because, you know, like Josh talked about today, having a wonderful body can be an idol. And, uh, but as we say, we had Jesus an example or someone who walks. And uh, so the Bible also says, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and faint not. Uh, and so... Uh, as I was thinking about my why, I read an article the other day about choose your why, find a why. And uh, I was thinking, yeah, I want to because I want to play with the children and want to uh, help Doug as he struggles with Parkinson's. But the scripture that came to me is, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should walk in. And we all work very hard. I know everybody in here that's a Christian. We work hard. We have so much to do. And sometimes I know I, I can barely, you know, get through the day with all the things I have done. But I find that exercise, fresh air, is a huge help 
And, uh, and sometimes I know, too, we don't feel like going out even to the mailbox to get the mail. But in Texas, people drive to the mailbox. <laughs> we do not want to do that. So we want to just walk to the mailbox, start small, uh, just, you know, walk. If you haven't walked, walk five steps and <coughs> things. You know, the TV and couch sitting is now called the new cigarette because people spend so much time watching TV and sitting at the computer. And uh, we're just not getting the exercise we need. Uh, myself, when my children, I had my fifth child, and I saw, thought, I've got to change some things. I've got to start. Because I needed the strength to do all the things that I had to do. So I began exercising. I had taken a couple of classes in college and uh, on conditioning exercise. So I began doing that. And so I probably, I probably have an exercise routine that's about an hour a day. And uh, it starts in the bed. And so there are things we can do just lying in bed. You don't even have to get up. So, you know, I... One exercise is an isometric exercise where you just tighten everything up. You start with your feet, do your feet back and forward, do you bend your, push your knees against the bed. But then at one point I just do this, pull out that 10 times, no, 20 times, let's see, no, 10, most of my, 10 times that way and then 10 times up and then 10 times straight up, you know, 10 times on the diagonal, go to the other side. And, then I have this ball that I, uh, I do, and I, you know, you can squeeze that between your legs. And uh, so I have about 15 minutes of bed exercises, about 15 minute floor exercises, uh, 15 minute stand up exercises, and about 15 minutes I have a slant board in the closet that I use, and that is very good because it's not quite as difficult to uh, so again, we do, uh, I'll choose either a, the, so one day I'll do 10 push-ups, one day I'll do uh, uh, 20 from the knees push-up, and then the third day I uh, do uh, uh, a plank. And so I try to walk everywhere I can, and that's a very good idea. So like, when I go to Green Hills, I might park at the, um, well, I went to the dentist office the other day. It's actually the coldest day that when, and, and so I said, okay, I'm, I haven't done anything, and I don't have to do everything, but it, it, and I miss certain days, but not often. But I, so then I went walking, and I walked the back streets, and I walked to Whole Foods, and I walked to Kroger, and I walked to Trader Joe's, and then I came on around and got back in the car, and I'm like, oh, I've got that. So grab it when you can. There's a park over on uh, uh, Leland Lane, and sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a park. I could go on home, but I need to do this. So I walk around that and uh, a few, few times, and so just look for ways. Uh, take stairs instead of the elevator. You can do it. Uh, now, I, I did have a broken hip, and I was just doing something silly, and I broke it, and when I went to the doctor, I'm going to put this right, and when I followed up, he told me if I would do this every day, ten times, 
that I wouldn't have any hip problems. So he said, you sit in a chair and you, my, it would be more a chair like that. I have a chair in my room. That's one of the things I did. And you get up. This is not much of a, but you do it. So why don't we, I'll show you and then y'all do it. Uh, so you sit there and you just, you're not using your hands, but you push off from your heels. And you just, 10 times. There you go, Carolyn. One, two, hallelujah, three. Look at that. Amazing. You do it too. Hallelujah. Seven. Good for you. Eight, nine, and one more. Thank you. She has two knee replacements. She Isn't that amazing? Oh, when did you start doing that? Uh, when I moved here. When you moved here? <laughs> well, I went to a Parkinson's meeting the other day, and the man said, or the lady said, when should you start exercising? And he said, she said, uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, she also said, it's, you know, it's, it's incredible. When you have a disease, you can shorten that. You know, your exercise can out-progress the disease. And uh, Doug was having trouble. I was just kind of getting out of the car, and I said, push off from your heels. That's what you do. You put your weight on your heels. So let's do three. Anybody that wants Okay, now don't use your hands and just push out from your hands. We'll just do three. One, two, three. Okay, so uh, ten, ten times, three times a day. Do it in the morning and then at noon sometime and the evening. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's great. So uh, all, all these recent studies have shown, there are new ones coming out every day, but that uh, dementia is exercise, they're finding, is a very good thing to help prevent that. And also uh, breast cancer. They've just shown that breast cancer is a very good preventive and uh, exercise helps prevent that and uh, of course heart disease diabetes but i will just close with one thing we know that exercise is a great stress reliever so the other day i was walking at radnor it was beautiful wonderful and toward the end of my walk i saw Catherine broadway's mother and she told me that she goes and walks two hours a day she spends two hours a day at radnor and that really helps her get on with her life and do her tale of Catherine. So uh, let's get out and get one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nan and Margot. I will tell you, Nan probably doesn't remember this, but how long have Carrie and Lance been married? 18, 19 years, yeah. something like that. On the day of their wedding, uh, a few days before that, Nan called me and she said, Paulette, one of the things in talking to some friends who their daughters have gotten married, I've asked them, what, do you, we, what is something I need to know for the day of the wedding? And they said, have someone at the house in case people want to come visit while y'all are getting dressed that can direct them to go th to see them at the reception. 
And Nan said, well, who do I get to do that? And it was Karen Bradfield. She said, call Paulette. She can tell anybody that. And she'll, she'll, she'll manage that for you. So Nan called me, and I went over, and I, there weren't that many, but I, I shooed a few people away. But about, I don't know, a two hour and a half or so before Nan had to be at the church, she came in, and she said, Paulette, I just need a little time. I'm going to go walk and pray for a while. I'll be back. And off she took off across her yard in, in Curtiswood. And, uh, and I thought, you know, that is, that is someone who's at peace with her life right there. That most people are just going crazy because their daughter's getting married in a few hours, you know. Well, so, that was my fifth. So that, that was. That was. So, uh, thank you all for being here. Next week we have Chris Gonzalez. Uh, and talking about isolation and loneliness and some psychological things, parts of, of aging. So I hope y'all can be here to, to hear Chris. The week after that is um, Sue Bonner and her daughter Deanna Smith uh, are going to talk about the, this, how it worked out for Sue to move from Memphis and that she lives with Deanna now and kind of that, that getting accustomed to Karen Wood could have done the same thing, others could have. Kind of that thing of, you know, making changes in your life as you get older. So those are our next two weeks, and then we'll talk about what's going on after that. So, But y'all have a good week, and um, we look forward to seeing you soon.